Welcome to the Tank Hatfield Podcast, number 9, for September 21st, 2020. Hey, uh, I want to welcome the audience back. We've been gone for a couple weeks, we're sorry about that. Um, I'm Frank the Tank Layman, and he's Mark Hatfield, down in Nashville. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good, Tank. Uh, just uh, had a... You know, had a, had a good weekend. It was beautiful down here this weekend here in Nashville. And uh, so I missed, uh, missed our podcast last week. Always enjoyed talking to you. And uh, it's been a busy couple weeks uh, in the world. So we have a lot to cover. And uh, Yes, we do. You know, and I uh, hope we can talk about it and uh, see, what, uh, see what people think of what we have to say. And I missed you too, my friend. It's nice hearing your voice and seeing you again. Um, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to get right into it. Um, first, our number one story today is, of course, the uh, Ginsburg, uh, Ruth Ginsburg of Supreme Court died over the weekend. I believe it was over the weekend. And, uh, you know, so what's going on now, Hatfield? Let's talk about the legacy and, uh, you know, who's going to fill the uh, vacancy? Well, uh, Frankie, you know, you know, there's been a lot of talk and uh, this and that, you know. And I always kind of, you know, I, I dislike when these things happen because what gets lost in everything is the actual a, a person passed away. It's like we, you know, we get so caught up uh, into blaming, into our ideology and blaming each other and, and that's what it's already, it's already turned into, you know. And even though I did, I, even though I didn't agree with uh, Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg on uh, several issues, you know, you still have to honor the person that served their country when they were asked to. And uh, she was a very uh, strong character on the court. Uh, and you know, I, I definitely my, you know. My heartfelt condolences goes out to to her family uh, because all of us have had somebody that's passed away, and you know, I just I just feel bad. I, you know, I just wish we had a little more time to actually mourn the person that passed away than to jump into the politics of everything. But you know, we live in a political climate, so it's, you know, it's, it's all politics. It's, you know, this is what we got to talk about. You know, so. Uh, that's 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 where I'm at. I, you know, I, I just wish we had a little more time to uh, do that. And I, I know we're going to get in here in a couple minutes and actually talk about the the impact it will have on the Supreme Court. But I, I you know, I just wanted to say that uh, definitely condolences out to her and her family. And uh, uh, this, you know, she's at peace now, so we'll have to see what's going to happen with her seat. Yeah, she uh, she suffered for you know she suffered for quite a long time. She was, uh, there was a couple of years, I mean, there were, there were times when you didn't, didn't hear anything for months, you know, how she was. Yeah, there so. was, I think, I know she had, uh, some forms of cancer, I think she had, uh, some kind of pancreatic cancer, I believe, if I'm not, uh, mistaken, so, that's a, you know, that's a painful, you know, cancer's bad enough, but I, you know, the, when you get in the pancreas and stuff, that's a, it's very painful, and that's a, it's just a tough way to, it's a tough way to go out. Yeah. Uh. But like you know, you know, Tank. I mean, I don't know how you feel, you know, but with a Supreme Court justice, as I do the same, I feel the same as I do, like about presidents and stuff. Even if I don't agree with the person 
on their ideology or their views or whatever, I still respect the fact that they had enough courage uh, to serve in the office, you know, or to serve in that particular post. Uh, so, I mean, obviously to be a Supreme Court justice, you have to be, you know, pretty smart. I mean, you know, that's not one of those jobs, you know, they're not going to give it to me or you, you know, <laughs> and, and put up there. So, you <laughs> well, know. they burn it on me. And so, so she had, you know, quite a legacy and certainly want to honor her with that and honor her for her service. Uh, I've seen some fairly, uh, I, you know, I guess I can call them disgusting, some fairly disgusting memes and, and that, you know, making fun of her death and, and things like that. And I realized, you know, that the, that the other side did the same thing, uh, you know, when Scalia, Justice Scalia yeah. passed away, you know, the, the other side did the same thing. I mean, you know, I'm just not a fan of that. I think you just need to, I think you just need to honor the person and move on because that, that pettiness is not going to get you anywhere. You know, to make fun of somebody dying, you know, it's pretty, that's pretty low. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was, so, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you didn't cut yeah. me off. No, you didn't cut me off. I was, I was just finishing the thought there, right? You know, I, I'm just not, a, I'm just not a fan of that kind of. Uh, uh, well, well, no, me neither. You know, uh, unfortunately, in this political climate, though, I mean, it's it's doggy dog right now. I, uh, you know, I, I don't agree with her politics. But being a former athlete, I can tell you that, uh, you know, you strive to be the best in what, whatever profession you're in or sport you're in. I just, I related to sports because I'm a sports guy. But, um, and she was at the very best. She was at the pinnacle, you know, that, and uh, I mean, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a, to be a Supreme Court justice. I mean, that's, that's, you know. Uh, what she accomplished? Well, well let's let's. I mean, let's face it, You know, there's there's a lot of people, politicians included, that would rather be a Supreme Court justice than they would president. You know? Oh I mean? yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, you know, well, I mean, it's, it's a lifetime appointment, and uh, you know, you you actually you actually do have direct impact in that yes, office. You know, yes. in that position, you have a lot more direct impact uh, than you do than the president does a lot of yes. times. So, I mean, it's. It wields a lot of power, and that's why it uh, causes a lot of uh, emotions to get yes, stirred up when yes, uh, there's a vacancy. So, so I guess we can kind of move into that, yeah, uh, so that, I, that particular part. Uh, yeah, apparently, I mean, so what What happens now? Um, well, they say that... What uh, happens now? You know. Now, now, do you want to know what happens now constitutionally, or do you want to know what happens now if you listen to... Oh. If you listen to politicians, what the, I mean, um, now the debate is, you know, of course, the Democrats don't want any nominees, at, at least until after, you know, if there's a Trump loss, um, you know, of course, you know, Trump, you know, he, he wants to, he's already got somebody in mind, I believe, doesn't he? That he wants to know. Uh, he's already said that he he's going to announce somebody that said it's going to be Friday or Saturday, and he okay. said it's going to be a woman. He's already okay. he's already made that declaration. Um, you know, and uh, and the thing we get into, you know, you remember we you know we had this not too long ago in 2016. We had this during an election where it was Hillary versus uh, Trump, and we had an opening come up on the Supreme Court, and Obama wanted to appoint somebody. And at that time, the Republicans were like, well, no, you know, you should wait till after the election. You know, well, now that she was kind of on the other foot and, 
No, so now the Democrats are telling the Republicans, well, you know, now you should wait till yeah, after the election. Yeah. Well, you uh, know. Well the, well, the well, the key difference, the key difference, uh, you know, Obama did uh, select, did have somebody he wanted to appoint, uh, but the Republicans controlled the Senate at that time, so he wasn't going to get anybody passed. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. They were going to stall, and they were going to filibuster, and they were going to hold it up, you know, until after the election. In this case, the Republicans still control the Senate. So, if they want to, if they want to push through the nominee, they can push through the nominee if yeah. they get the votes. Yeah. And that's just um, now. I was know, reading today, not not to interrupt, but uh, you know, uh, the the only concern is that you know there's a couple uh, Senate, uh, you know, uh, Senate Republicans that are up, you know, they're up for re-election and. You know, they're wondering if this is going to outrage, you know, people to vote against them, like McConnell. And he's in a, uh, you know, he's in a tough race himself. So, well, you know, and the thing is, if, if that's if that's your main concern, then, you know, then you might you might want to stay out of politics altogether. I mean, every, you know, these things come up all the time. So, you know, you got to be able to take it. Uh, now, the. You know, the, like the, you know, like the debate we have going on now about, you know, should should one be appointed? Should it wait till after? You know, I mean, the Constitution, uh, you know, d doesn't put any limits on what the president does during an election year. You know what I mean? So, if the president's in there three years, you know, it doesn't say you have to stop selecting Supreme Court justices in the in an election year. Yes. You know, so. Uh, for those that people think that that Trump is just doing this to wield his power or whatever, you're you know you might want to reread the Constitution because it, it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. You know the uh, there are you know I mean I wrote down here my I wrote down here in my notes where I actually wrote down from the Constitution where it says the president shall nominate and by with advice and consent of the Senate shall appoint ambassadors, other public ministers, consuls, judges of the Supreme Court. And all other officers of the United States. Yes. And there's no other and there's no other qualifiers in the Constitution for this. I know. It doesn't say during this time, during that time, whatever. You know, so just as Obama had a right to appoint a Supreme Court justice in 2016, you know, President Trump has the right to appoint a Supreme Court justice now. Now the biggest difference was, like I said, Republicans had control of the Senate in 2016 and it wasn't gonna happen. You know, he wasn't gonna get the guy through the Senate. So yeah, uh, I mean, and, and for Democrats to to think that you know you can change the rules now, you know, is you know it, it, it's just it's posturing, you know, and it's everything else everything else outside of what the Constitution says is posturing and politics. But they, they you know, so, remember, I mean, the Democrats have gotten their way through this COVID thing a lot. They got the mail-in voting, and and that should you know. So, I mean, to me, anything's possible. Well, I mean, my opinion is well, he, sh he should nominate somebody right away, and they should go through the process as soon as possible. But, you know, the, the, um, you know, Democrats, I mean, and the media, I mean, they're, they're going to be full, full throttle on this, against this.
Well, oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we were already seeing, we were already seeing the media, you know, already kind of try to push this narrative right now, of that, you know, the the president should wait, you know, since we're so close to an election, blah blah. The president is under no obligation to do that, and I mean, I don't care how much you you dislike Trump, and I don't care, you know, I mean, your problem is not with President Trump. Your problem is with the Constitution. If if you don't if you don't want the president to appoint within an election season, that that's where the you know, I mean, it's not with, it's not with him. And if the situation was reversed, you can't tell me that the Democrats didn't control the Senate. That first of all, that they would do everything to block Trump, or if they had a or if the president was a democrat that they would do everything to push through their nominee you know it's all politics you know but just i mean at this point you know and that you know I, I pick on both parties you know i'm not i pick on both parties right now the democrats are coming off as being a little petty right now to me about this i mean so but, but i mean what what do you expect them to act like though i mean they're, they're, they're gonna fight the, they're gonna fight the president on everything Everything they're gonna. They want their guy to do. What I want them to do is act like elected officials that understand the Constitution. You know, I want them to grow up and and, and accept the terms of the Constitution. But at this don't get point, out there on TV. Well, don't get out there on TV and try to dumb it down for people and try to act like, well, you know, because you know, there's there's some people out there that actually believe that Trump is not entitled to do this. That the I president's know, not entitled I to know, do this. I know. Well, because the narrative is being pushed. The narrative is being pushed by some of your more far left wing uh, politicians that he doesn't have the right to do because this, they, which he absolutely does have. And the these right. these are the same people that believe that he's illegitimate president because the Russians fixed the election. It's still, still well, to elect, this point. That the electoral college. I heard the, I heard the electoral college come up again too in the whole conversation, saying that I he know, wasn't so, still wasn't a duly elected yeah. president. So I mean, I you know I know we already covered that, but. You know, now we've got now we've got Nancy Pelosi out there, and we've got AOC out there, like that. And now they're threatening impeachment if he nominates somebody for doing his <laughs> constitute what he's entitled to do. They're threatening impeachment, you know, and they're threatening to impeach. They're threatening to impeach the attorney general. If, you know, and here's what I don't. Again, I regardless of where you stand politically, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. You know, I, I know we'll probably get to the end of this, this particular subject, but I, I want to get this in. Regardless of where you stand politically, impeachment was never intended to be a political weapon that you could just use whenever a president does something you don't like. Because when we start doing stuff like that, and when we start acting like that, we'll be going down a very dangerous road. If you start using impeachment as a tool, as a weapon against your opponent just because you don't like what they're doing. Well, how about mayors and governors using not using the police to arrest people in riots as a political weapon? So we've always been down that road. So, you know, people are dumbed down enough. Well, well, the, well, the, well, the difference in that is, I mean, you with the liar, looters and rioters, I mean, there's people actually breaking the law there and they, you know, and, and they should be arrested, you know, in this case, if a if a president, I'm not saying, I'm not just going to say Trump in particular, but if a president is doing their constitutional duty and doing what's under the Constitution, then you know there, it's not an impeachable offense just because you don't like the guy and just because you didn't get him before on what you tried to impeach him on. Yeah, I mean, 
it it reminds me it reminds me of the it reminds me of the Bill Clinton days where you know the Republicans wanted to impeach him because they didn't like the fact that he had you know they they first said that they thought he broke some laws and all we really found out is you know he had sex in the old office which you know okay that's still not an impeachable offense but you know it's it's just and I'm not I'm not here defending this is not me giving a full throat defense of President Trump this is me giving a full throat defense of the Constitution. I understand. Is what it means. I get it. I know. So, no, um, I think he should you know, go if ahead. The if the situation was reversed, I'd be saying the same thing if the situation was reversed. Yeah, I mean, you I know. think when you have a vacancy on the Supreme Court, you need to you, you need to you need to get that filled as soon as possible, especially during election season, which we don't even know how this election is going to turn out. Where we might need nine people on We're going to need nine people on the Supreme Court because it may come down to a Supreme Court. <laughs> Yes. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, I know. I know. It's um, it's a mess. But uh, I hey, mean, I, I, I just wonder. I just wanted to get those points out there because I mean it's important for people to understand that you know this is this is what the Constitution states, and this is not this is not President Trump trying to trying to use a loophole, or it's not the Republicans trying to use some loophole. This and that. You know, this this is what the Constitution states, and yeah. it, he's well within the legal authority to to do that, to nominate I, a justice. I just I so, just can't see I can't see a justice being um, nominated and accepted uh, at least till you know after. Uh, I just can't can't see it happening for uh, for a while. I just in this. In this environment we're in, I, I just can't see them them doing that. But I mean, he has well, he had no, but he has every right to do that. And I agree with you. I just in this political environment, so close to the election with everything going on, I I personally can't see them actually going through the process. At least till maybe the middle of next year, but. I, I mean, that's just well, me. I mean, he could do it even if he he loses. He could still do it before he leaves well, office. That's what I mean. If, that's what I mean. Now, if he gets in, if he gets the name out there now, I mean, if he gets to if he gets to the Senate floor, I mean, if he gets to a vote, then we'll have a new Supreme Court justice. I don't have any doubt about that. If uh, Republicans will yeah. fall in line on that, and I mean, we'll, and we'll have a new Supreme Court justice. Yeah, I, I don't know. So. We're gonna switch subjects. Um, We'll see how that goes by next week. You know, we'll have more information on that. Um, we want to get to the, uh, you know, NFL started last uh, last weekend. Um, yeah. I hate to say I'm a football fan because it's hard to be a Detroit football fan. But uh, anyways, um, we're going to talk about the uh, NFL ratings. Um the ratings are way down. It, it depends if you, um, what, uh, you know, every, I guess every, you know, if you go to every news organization or every poll, they have different uh, percentages of the TV rating, how uh, down they are. It's from 10% to, I mean, I've seen some as far as 25%. Um, First, I want to get your take on this whole uh, the backlash thing and 
what what did you think of the first week going into it? You know, they had a lot of uh, pre-show um, on Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I just want your take on it, Hatfield. Well, uh, you know, the, the first game uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs against the Texans, and there was some fans that were in attendance at the – they let, you know, some fans in in Kansas City. And there was, uh, when the players did their demonstrations, there was some booing by the fans, you know. And then, of course, there was some criticism after that. There was some, you know, they were criticizing the fans for booing. Well, which, what do you expect? It's a sporting know, event. It's not right. politics. Well, that, well that, you know, there's that. And, you know, the thing is, the fans have every right to boo. I mean, if they if they – if you they pay, pay the money, money for the tickets and they get in, they don't they don't like what's going on in the field. They have, they're entitled, you know, they're entitled to boo. I mean, regardless of whether you like it or not, I mean, that part of the sports, you know, hasn't changed. You know, and I I think there's a real, you know, and to put it mildly, I think there's just a real disconnect between the the players and the fans on this. You know, I I don't think the players think that the fans take. Uh, the social justice part of things seriously, or they don't understand. Uh, and I don't think the the fans think the players uh, understand that they don't want politics and they don't want they don't want all this when they're just trying to enjoy a football game to get away from the the politics and stuff in life. Um, I don't. So think I think that's the, where the real disconnect. I don't think the from. players care. Well, and that, and that's the thing I heard. I heard several players speak out after that, saying that you know that it was inappropriate for the fans to do that, and you know they, they shouldn't boo they shouldn't boo us, yeah, to, you know, trying to show no. unity and blah blah. blah. And and the thing was, the booing you heard, I mean, I, they wasn't booing, you know, about players showing unity. You know, I mean, the booing you heard is because, you know, that was pretty much a rebuke of. Uh, the Black Lives Matters and Antifa and everything associated with what's been going on. I mean, that's the booing you heard. I mean, it was just rejecting the rioting, looting, violence, and the in, and the in-your-face harassment that's been associated with those groups. And, uh, you know what's so funny about so, all these groups? All these groups are supposedly care about black people. You know, all the money goes to white, rich white people. And that's what bothers yeah. me. About these you know, groups, it, I, I just think, yeah, you know, I just think it's, it's like I think the I think Black Lives Matters has lost their, uh, well, they certainly have with me. They've lost their credibility as as being an organization that, you know, where their sole their sole goal is truly about, you know, saving Black lives because I don't think that's their goal anymore. It may have been at one time, but I don't believe that's their goal anymore. Right? It's a communist basically, party. right now they're they are uh, they're basically right now they're they're a, they're a you know, they're a political arm for the Democratic yes, Party. Yes, they're very a political arm the for, the, for a communist takeover of the United States. That's what it is, in my opinion. Well, <laughs> you know what, uh, you know what they say about, uh, you know what they say about communism, don't you, Ty? Yes, sir. Uh, communism, uh, communism, socialism. Uh, you only get a vote for it once. You know, because uh, after that, after after that, you don't get it. You don't. You don't really. You don't get the vote anymore. You know. So, I mean, um, 
But I mean, we got, we've got things going on right now where, where these groups are rising faster and more violently than the KKK did, you know, and you can blame it on, you can blame it on social media, you can blame it on technology, whatever you want, uh, but it's a relevant comparison. Any way you look at it, it's relevant. Uh, so, and even if that hurts people's feelings, you know, I, I, I'm sorry about that. You know, I you can't gotta help be it. honest. That's just the, that's just the, but you gotta be that's honest. just the way you have to look at it. You know, I mean, I mean, the KKK, you know, they, they destroyed and, uh, they, they destroyed and burned buildings and black owned buildings and, and, and churches and, and, and what, things like that. And, and, I, 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 and, and what's going on now? Hatfield. I mean. And what party was behind that at the time? That would be the Democratic Party. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That would be the Democratic Party. Uh-huh. They had a lot of, uh, there's a, it's a well-known fact that the Democratic Party had uh, several uh, yes, sir. members on its rolls that, uh, that belonged to the KKK. And, uh, you know, but we've seen, Antifa, we've seen Antifa do it, and we've seen, we've seen BLM do it, where they've destroyed and burned black-owned businesses themselves. So... That's why it's a relevant comparison to the KKK because I mean they basically were doing the same thing, you know. So as far as what they have turned into now, you know, it is something you know if if NFL fans want to boo because you know the, then they're entitled to do that. And there's people that don't want to what that you know I know during a lot of the pregame shows you know we you know there was a lot of political social justice talk and. Frankly, thing is, I'm not against I'm not against equality or and, and people having the same. You no, know, no, not that's not the not, that not, has nothing. I'm not, I'm, they're trying I'm not to against, group that anything. into you. They're they're trying to make I'm you against, feel bad. You know, you're against communism. I'm against. I'm against the I'm get, I'm against the actions that are being taken by these groups to try to get their point across. Is what I'm against. You know, so I'm against the violence and intimidation. Uh, that's being almost accepted as the norm now, uh, especially in, and even in some major yeah. cities, you know, New York, Portland. I mean, you know, you can start writing them off. It, it, it's almost a, it's almost commonplace now that we yeah. see it almost every day. Yeah, on the and news you think you think an old you know? white guy yeah. and uh, an old white guy Joe Biden is gonna get the country together? Come on, this is all you know. To me, this is all BS. This this is all they're using this. They're using all these groups. Everybody's a victim, and only the Democrats can save you. Joe Biden has been in Congress for how many years? What has he done? Uh, over, over 40 years. He had how many years to solve these problems? And they're still well, here. I'm not going to, here's the thing, I'm not going to lay it all on Biden's doorstep. I'm not going to lay it all on the Democratic Party's doorstep. I think both sides have to work together. And I, but I, I just think when you when you use groups such as Antifa, you know, to try to, and or you don't condone them and you don't you don't come out strong against them when you use groups like that, it just does it just it muddies your message. And so if if fans want to boo, if if you know if fans don't want to go to the games, if fans don't want to buy the merchandise because they don't they don't like the actions uh, of the players, then they're certainly entitled to do that, just as the players are entitled to say what they want to say. You know, so everybody's got a right to their own opinion in this country. Uh, I wish, I mean, I enjoy watching football. I enjoy the NFL. Uh, I wish I could watch it without all the uh, political uh, speak around it. 
I wish I could just turn it on and watch a game without hearing, you know, social commentary <laughs> on what's going on going what's going on in the United States. I really just watch a game, you know. So, and I believe and I think you, a lot brother. of people just feel that way. Well, we're uh, we're get into it. Uh, we continue this um, as the season progresses. I want to um, I want to change gears. Switch gears. Um, you know, I don't go on Facebook much anymore, but uh, I was kind of, I don't know, I fell back in my chair, man, it had to be, I don't know, four or five days ago. Um, I heard a little bit of it on the news about uh, this Nashville stuff going down in uh, your part of the world, and uh, I've been hearing this uh you know, I've been hearing the scuttlebutt is, uh, you may be running for mayor in Nashville. I mean, what's up with this? I mean, <laughs> what's going on with that? You got, you got to, you got to tune me in. I don't know what's going on. You're going to, uh, hey, well, all I got to well. say is if you're going to run for mayor, you have to stay away from me and have, <laughs> you don't need no libertarian, uh. Yeah, you don't need any of that. So, um, I don't know if you're going to hire some guys to take care of me or just, uh, you know, I don't know. But, uh, so what's up? What's up with that? What's going on down there? Well, I, I mean, you know, uh, of course, we were in uh, a lot of what's going on, uh, you know, just goes back to the, uh, you know, to the uh, pandemic and the virus and, and everything. Well, Nashville had been, uh, we've been in. We were at a stage three, a level three, and then we got moved back to a level two. Uh, the mayor here, uh, you know, is not real popular with a lot of the small business owners and uh, bar owners and that there on Broadway where the, you know, main tourism and, and everything happens because he, he basically blamed them for a lot of uh, the spread of the virus. So he pretty much shut all them down. Uh, so they, they already, you know, were already at odds on that. Um, and then it's, uh, you know, I want, I want to get this right. Cause I want to tell the whole story. Cause there's a, there's a couple different sides of this story uh, now. Cause it has kind of materialized, uh, here, uh, some emails were made public where it showed that the, uh, COVID cases attributed to the, uh, the bars and stuff in Nashville were significantly lower than what was reported by the mayor's office. No, no, I'm just going to interrupt you. You can't pull, uh, you you can't tell me that they would actually boost the numbers up, would you? They wouldn't do that up well, here, I know. It it appears that the, it appears they didn't really they they didn't really boost the numbers. They just didn't tell uh, the people in Nashville the correct numbers. Apparently, is what uh, is what we're seeing. They they kind of attributed you know, more to the, you know, the, the tourism and the bars and, and that's why the bars had to stay closed and, you know, and the restaurants had to stay closed, they, they, you know, but the numbers turned out to be significantly less than what was earlier reported. Now, to be fair, you know, to be fair on the other side, uh, the news station that, that broke the story and actually showed copies of the emails and all that, they've kind of, they've kind of walked it back a little bit saying, Hey, we're not trying to say there was a cover-up by the mayor's office. Uh, and the mayor himself uh, went on TV uh, the other day and, and answered some questions. But I just thought the timing, and also the timing of it, 
Right after the story broke, the very next day, he moved Nashville back into the stage three, allowing 50% occupancy and, and, you know, things like that. So, uh, but he'd also requested uh, $82 million in additional aid uh, from the governor for the city of Nashville. And the governor rejected him and said, open up Nashville. That's pretty much what the governor told him to do. <laughs> so said, if you want money, open up Nashville. I'm not giving you another dime. Pretty no, much no, the this, told uh, the mayor. it's uh, the mayor's a Democrat, of course, right? Or well, uh, he has the mayor no... Cooper, uh, well, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. He he actually uh, ran as an independent. Okay. Uh, that means he's a Democrat. So he ran as an independent. <laughs> his, well, that's not necessarily true. I mean, I'm an independent, you know. And I, yeah, you know, I know. I, I get but he ran it. He ran. He ran as an independent. Uh, his brother uh, is actually uh, is Jim Cooper, who's a congressman and uh, for our district here. And my dad was actually friends with Jim Cooper, and uh, you know that's why I say. I mean, I voted for John Cooper when he ran for mayor. I voted for John Cooper. I've been I've been disappointed to say the least in uh, some of his decisions. Uh, so, but I voted for him because you know his brother was a friend of my dad's, and you know and. He's one of those things that I felt comfortable voting for him. The good old boy anyways, syndrome. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. The good old boy <laughs> syndrome. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there was a little bit of the good old boy. No, there was I a little know. bit of the good I old boy. It. It, yeah, nah, it's, okay. it's okay. But uh, so anyway, so that, that's what's going on on both sides. Uh, you know, so uh, to his credit, John Cooper said he went on TV. He answered some questions. Uh, it doesn't appear to be his biggest story as when it first broke. Uh, but there still does appear to be they, they did downplay the numbers uh, as far as what's attributed to the uh, service industry and hospitality industry uh, and all that here in Nashville. It does look like the numbers were kind of uh, downplayed a little bit. I think there was only like 80 cases that they could actually attribute to bars and restaurants uh, in Nashville. So uh, that's kind of what's went on here. Uh, now on the other part of the news, uh, in my uh, <laughs> my declaration, so, I want to uh, know about mayor. So, so are you running or not? Well, I'm not ready to answer that, Tank. I'm not. I'm not ready to to let anybody let everybody in on that right now. Uh, I certainly have people I'm uh, that's involved politically in town that uh, I talk to from time to time. Uh, and they themselves might run. So I mean, I don't know. Uh, I actually did it. It's one of those days. It was a it was a slow day for me. And I thought I'd have a little bit of fun and kind of throw out there some, you know, just uh, half feel for mayor kind of thing, just to kind of react. What reaction uh, I would get a, on a Facebook? A listening campaign, you know. A listening campaign, you know. Uh, so uh, you're running then? I was actually kind of making. I was I was kind of making a, I was kind of making a little joke about uh, if people will follow me. I said I'll just I'll just be like Moses and I'll part the Red Sea for everybody and you follow me and I'll lead you to. To work, I'll lead you to work and prosperity, you know. And uh, but I do actually have an economic plan for Nashville, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna release that. So, uh, soon. me being, uh, okay, I have to hold on to it. So me, um, me doing my Mike uh, Wallace impression. You running? I, I am not ready to. I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to go that far. Well, okay. say that. I'll ask you next week. It's something about. It's, it's something I it's something I've I've considered, and as you know, even when I was growing up, even there were, when I lived in Michigan, you know, I even considered it then too. About oh uh, yeah, I know that <laughs> running running for uh running for some type of public office, uh, but.
but uh, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to say anything. Uh, but I do have friends in the in the political arena in Nashville, and I do talk to them from time to time and gauge uh, interest and also discuss some issues. Uh, so I'm just familiar with a lot of things that go on in the city. So, but I'm not ready to answer that yet. Well, we might have some more news down the road, but uh, today, uh, no news on that. Okay. But I'm, I'm glad it did stir up a little. I'm glad it did stir up a little bit of of uh, reaction on well, Facebook. Well, it did. I I uh, I fell over in my chair, and uh, I know you know it was done in jest. I think that but, was just. Uh, that was just from that was just from too many beers you fell over yeah, in your chair. Yeah, well, Frank, I, <laughs> I do that every night, but, but thanks. Um, I know it was in jest, but uh, you know I know you, I know you, and uh, I tell you what, if if you do run, I want to come down there, and uh, I will, you know, do my darnest to, uh, you know, not scare people not to vote for you. I guess I. You know, now, and, now when you say you know, now when you say you know me, are you saying that I always have a little bit of truth when I well, when I, when I, just, when I, I don't know. I, I just I always uh, have you always a little bit of truthfulness. I I don't know what you're trying to imply. Uh, no, I'm not implying. You know what you're to imply? I, at this point, I'm not implying anything. We will discuss this matter at a later date. Um, but uh, we're gonna switch subjects right now. Um. You know, someone actually um, nominated our president for the Nobel Peace Prize. Do you know that, Mr. Hat yeah. Hatfield? Well, he actually, actually received two nominations, okay. believe it or not. So, I mean, uh, I know people probably have no idea why or anything like that. Maybe we can, uh, maybe you could enlighten us, fill us in on what's going on. Well, I'm all for it. I, I, I can, uh, I can, I can speak to a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, he, he actually received uh, two nominations. Uh, one from the Norwegian Parliament uh, is nominated for his work uh, for the. Of course, we're talking about President Trump, who received the nomination. Yeah. Uh, Norwegian Parliament nominated him for his work with the uh, with Israel and the United Arab Emirates uh, for the for the peace uh, deal. Uh, with them, and he also got nominated from the Sweden uh, for his work with Serbia and Kosovo. So interesting. That pretty much. I didn't even that know pretty about much leads that. Us to, I didn't even huh? know he was in. Di he was in. Uh, you know, discussions with them. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it it uh, it's just one of those things that uh, it kind of gets it kind of gets overlooked in the news because uh, everything else that goes on. Uh, so basically, you know, my, my first thought was when I heard the news was, you know, does he even stand a chance of winning? No. <laughs> so that kind of that's kind of where my mind took me. And then of course it got, it, and then you know it really kind of piqued my interest because then I was just like, I wonder, like through history, you know, some other controversial people that maybe have received peace prize nominations. Yeah, but you got to understand, not not this guy has gotten so much. He's been nailed to a cross in four years. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, you, I, I, you know, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead. Tell me other people. No, I mean, you know, I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I, you know, I, I mean, he certainly has taken a lot of uh, uh, heat uh, for some things that he has said and done. 
And some of it, I'll be honest with you, Tank Songs, deservedly so. I think I think he's earned every bit of some of it. Well, you yeah, know? he's you know um, he's narcissistic. He, uh, you know, he's got a big mouth a little bit, but uh, you know, hey, it's tough being president. I uh, well, you know, I, I agree. I just like my presidents to be a little more presidential. I mean, that's that's just my. Uh, we've discussed it before. Uh, so I mean, there's some things. I mean, he's taken a lot of heat. Some of it he he's brought on himself. So, I mean, well, like the Woodward Burke, he should have never gonna, talked to Bob Woodward. That's for sure. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to sugarcoat. Well, that's another thing. It's like, how do you know? How I mean, everybody knows what Bob Woodward's famous for. It's like, why would you say anything? You know, he's yeah. writing a book, right? So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you think he's just taking a tour of the White House? I mean, the guy's been in the White House more than. You know, I mean, he's not. He's not there for the White House tour and the and the free M and M's. You know, I mean, he's there to. You know, I mean. What do you think Bob Woodward's in the White House for? Anyways, getting back to, getting back to my point before I go off a, before I go off the reservation a little bit. Uh, um, you know, it, it made me kind of wonder about some other uh, maybe somewhat controversial figures that have received nominations. Uh, I don't, in 1939, you know who was nominated for the Peace Prize in 1939? I have. Frank? Wait, 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 wait. Let me think. Adolf Hitler. Very good. Ding, oh, ding, ding. Man. You the prize. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Adolf Hitler hey, was nominated. Would, would that have been a mistake? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't think I don't I don't believe I don't believe uh, Hitler won. I don't believe he won that award. Oh jeez. Um, hey, guess what? He didn't uh, win the war either, so So <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Also, in 1945 and 1948, right. uh, this person, there's another person that actually Harry received Truman. Uh, a nomination in each of those years. Harry Truman. You. No. But you're not too far off the track. Joseph Stalin. Are you <laughs> Stalin received Nobel Peace Prize nominations in 1945 and 1948. Damn. Uh, and, you know, that, that just... That goes to show, I mean, you know, there are worse characters in history, you know, than Donald Trump to receive a, a Peace Prize nomination. Um, the Actually, you know, the founder of the Peace Prize, uh, Alfred Bernard Noble, you know, obviously the name Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, do you know what his nickname was? Um, I have no idea. His nickname was the Merchant of Death. Oh, jeez. Because... He was the inventor of dynamite and other explosives. <laughs> they get the Nobel Peace Prize was named after him. <laughs> I mean, we can we can go on down through history. Uh, I know we've had a little fun with the subject with, with the topic. Uh, I don't think there's any chance that uh, Donald Trump is going to win the Peace Prize. I just think there's too much uh, uh, dislike for him around the world uh, for him to get it. I'm not saying he hasn't done good work. I, I think anytime you get anytime you get an Arab country and Israel will sit down and, and come to an agreement, I think you got to give the person you got to give somebody some you got to give them the credit, you know, regardless because that's a tough job, regardless of, of what you may think about the person uh, themselves. I give anybody credit and to bring Israel and uh, anybody in the Arab world together to to on a for a better for everybody in the Middle East, you know, so. Uh, personally, on a personal level, you know, that's impressive to me. How much he was directly involved with the talks, I mean, we'll never know. 
but uh you know i'll give credit where credit's due on that so but you know on the on the peripheral of the subject on the outskirts of the subject you know there are there are people down through history that have done some pretty terrible things that have been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, yeah. So let's also, let's also keep that in mind when we're, when we're talking about the subject. I will say two things. Um, first of all, I really believe that uh, the reason Trump fired John Bolton was because John Bolton wanted to go to war with Iran, and uh, Trump didn't want to. That's my personal belief. I I, I also, actually think there was some. Uh, I, I was in I actually think there was some uh, stories that actually kind of backed up that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I personally yeah. believe that because um, of the um, abrupt firing of it, and I know that John Bolton, um, you know, uh, in the pat, you know, in the. Uh, in the uh, Bush administration, um, you know, he, he was pro-war and, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, Trump's a businessman, you know, and if if anybody is a history buff and watches a lot of old movies, and I don't know, Hatfield, if you've seen, uh, you should, have you seen, uh, you know, The Godfather? There's a scene in it when Salazzo tells the consulary that he shot the godfather and he says i don't like blood blood is a big expense i'm a businessman that's what trump is trump doesn't like war he's a businessman he wants to make deals and uh i i believe he's kept us out of war and uh if anybody deserves the uh peace prize he does he's kept us out of new wars because he uh you know, I mean, uh, the industrial, you know, the uh, military-industrial complex, they live on war. They need war to keep the you know, stuff going on, to keep the businesses going on. And and uh, he's kept us out. So, uh, man, maybe that's why, I mean, that's a conspiracy theory on my part. Maybe that's why. The media and everybody is pushing him out so, I mean, just just beating him up so bad because he doesn't want to go to war. Same thing happened to, you know, John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy, you know, he, he didn't want to attack Cuba. He didn't want to go to Vietnam. And, you know, he, he paid with his life, I believe. So, but anyways, that's my theory. That's my, you know, whatever. Um... We're going we're gonna to change subjects now. Um, we're going to go with the, uh, the Biden and uh, the Trump polls. I haven't been uh, kind of keeping up on it, but uh, you have. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm, I freely admit I'm a poll junkie. Well, you uh, love, so yeah, I'm, you I love polls. So, so uh, why don't you talk yeah. about the polls, what's going on? I've heard in certain states... You know, Biden's up by this, or Trump's up by that, but and that's and that and that's basically what we need to look at. I mean, you know, you know everybody kind of knows this, where some of the states are going to fall in line. I mean, we know New York and California is going to going to vote Democrat. I don't, I don't believe that'll be a you know a surprise to anybody. Uh, you know, Texas is going to go for Trump, even though the Democrats keep thinking they're going to make a play for it and turn it blue. Uh, 
I would be, uh, you know, as much as I know about politics and, and follow polls and this and that, I would I would be absolutely uh, flabbergasted if Texas voted uh, for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. <laughs> I, it, that would, it's not going to happen. I, I don't I don't know if I could I, I don't know if I would ever be able to understand politics again if that ever happened. But uh, Texas is going to go for Trump. Um, right now, we're looking at states like uh, Pennsylvania. Florida, Arizona, uh, Michigan uh, are some uh, pretty important states right now that we're looking at. Uh, I just saw a poll yesterday that had uh, Florida had it even uh, with, uh, with Trump and Biden. And that's actually good news for Trump at this point uh, because uh, you got to win just, Florida, right? You know, I mean, just just a little just a little more. Well, just a little more than a month ago, he was actually down in Florida. I think about six or seven points. Uh, but now it shows uh, the average of the polls there show it even a, a dead heat in Florida, which I think that's good news for him. Uh, and in Arizona, I think uh, Biden was up a couple points in in Arizona, and Pennsylvania was a dead heat. Uh, Michigan here, here's why I wanted. That's why I say Michigan to last here to talk about it. Michigan's kind of interesting because there has been. Uh, I, I looked at five polls, uh, just uh, just state just state polls in Michigan, and uh, three, three uh, I'm sorry, two of the polls had it favoring Biden by three or four points. Uh, two of them had it favoring Trump by one to two points, and then one other poll had it dead even. Yeah, so, I, I would tell you in, in Michigan, Michigan is. Yeah, I was just saying Michigan is just going to be you know. Uh, who turns out to vote? I mean, that's. that's I would. The, I would tell you in Michigan. I believe that Biden will win Michigan, just because of the job approval of her governor up here. She's got almost a sixty percent. Uh, all uh, of everything she's done, which is, you know, whatever. I don't want to go into that today about a governor, but everything I'm not, she's I didn't realize, done. I didn't realize. I didn't realize she had that. I'm sorry. I didn't realize she had that high of an, of an approval yes. rating uh, from all. They, of, uh, they believe that she's. Heard. They they believe that she's done good. So, I I don't know. And if uh, you know, if you know, they they believe that she's done the right thing, which I uh, you know, I have a major disagreement with. But supposedly, if the polls are right, she has a sixty percent. Approval rating, which would tell me that Biden that has news. a good chance of winning the state. Yeah. That would be uh, that would definitely be bad news for Trump uh, and the tea leaves. If you re if you read political tea leaves, that's well, that's he not, needs the state. He needs Michigan. You know, oh yeah, he he absolutely needs Michigan. I mean, he won Michigan last time uh, by. I mean, it was a pretty thin margin, uh, but still, I mean, you know. I mean, I know, you know, I know from growing up there, I remember how important uh, Michigan was. And I mean, I remember even when Ronald Reagan was elected, when he used to call, you know, the Reagan, De you know, the Reagan Democrats. But he won Michigan. He needed it. You know, that's what I mean. It's, a, you know, it's, a, you know, and, you know, like I said, those blue collar workers, they used to call the Reagan Democrats that would, you know, they're, you know, they, they would support a lot of Democratic policies because, of, you know, with the union and help their. Uh, pocketbook when it came down to presidential elections sometimes they would vote republican uh, like they did for reagan but then you know they turned out when clinton ran also also remember you know the reagan democrats kind of switched and a lot of people they a lot of them supported bill clinton oh you yeah know? they did so and, and just like i think just like i think uh you know in the last election 
uh, a lot of those, a lot of those Reagan Democrats. And I mean, I saw it coming. I was telling people, I was anybody that was listening to me, you know, through three and a half years ago, I was telling people then that I thought Trump was going to win Michigan be, just because I thought the Reagan Democrats were going to turn and support him because I because I just knew how much of the dislike they had for Hillary. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I just yeah I just knew it. Uh, yeah. So this time around, he, well, he I, was, guys I, I tell you, and, you had. Uh, you had better foresight than me. And I remember I asked you uh, before yeah. the election who you thought would win. And you said Trump. And I, th- I thought you were crazy. <laughs> I thought Hillary had it in the bag. Yeah. So, you know. Well, I knew she, I knew she had the popular vote in the bag. But I was when I was looking at electoral math, I knew there was a path. And I just felt, you know, I knew a lot of things had to happen for it. You know, a lot of things had to go his way. And it, and it did. You know, a lot of the close states went his way. Uh, so I mean, and I think same's gonna have to happen this time too. He's gonna need he's gonna need everything he got last time, and if he loses anything from last time, he needs to he needs to pick it up somewhere else. So uh, I'll have more uh, I'll have more you know uh, better numbers and like more accurate uh, which way I'm leaning uh, here in the next few weeks. So I like to gather I like to I like to look at my state polls right up until about a week before uh, where I get a pretty good gauge on. Uh, on what's going to happen, but Michigan's going to be interesting. Uh, like I said, I didn't realize that Governor Whitmer had a sixty percent approval from all the things I've seen and heard. But well, that's the you know, uh, that's the uh, what I've been seeing up here. Um, okay. Everybody's pretty happy about how she's uh, handled the COVID, which I I think is total BS. But you know, whatever. I mean, that's what what the media's saying up here. So. If anybody, that, that kinda, hey, that, if you want to email us and you want that, you know, we got a lot of Michigan, you know, people uh, that listen to podcasts. Yeah. If uh, you want to send you comments and all that, uh, tell me, you know. But uh, know. the way I'm seeing we all, it. We all know, we all know tankinhatfield at gmail.com. You know, go ahead and get yep. your thoughts out there to us. We like to plug that as much as possible. Uh but that leads us right into the since we were talking about the polls and we're talking about Michigan and uh, all that we had kind of we kind of teased uh, a few weeks ago that uh, you and I were going to make some predictions on the elections. Yes, yes. I, do, that, I uh, do have a when prediction. it got closer when it got closer to, when it got closer to time, and uh, you surprised me the other day uh, over the weekend. I received a message uh, from yourself and. What it said was, uh, I can't, I can't remember exactly uh, what your your quote. What you, what you said something to the effect of, "I'm ready to make my pick." Yes, I'm ready. So, do you, so do you still feel that you you feel yes, still feel the I, same? I, you're ready I'm, to. I'm, re- uh, I'm ready. I, I think there's a lot yeah. pick. Then this was going to happen. Um, you know that's that's what. Um. Just everything's coming in line. I mean, it's the you know, I'm a, you know, I'm somewhat a conspiratorial person, so you have to leave that in mind. And I have certain, uh, you know, just, um, you know, that's the way I am. I I can't really explain it, but uh, I have the pick. But uh, uh, how about we do that in the next segment, Mark? That sounds like a good idea. We'll take take a little break and uh, we'll come back and yeah, uh, I want to let everybody know that and, and wrap this show up. Yeah, because I I, I got to eat a little dinner here and uh, I'll get back. I'll I'll be full 
and I'll be ready, you know, uh, we'll finish the show. If, Sounds good. Okay, we'll see you in the next segment, everybody. Hey, we're back. Take Hatfield Show, podcast number nine, segment number two. Okay, where were we, Mark? Uh, well, I, like I said, I, I think I kind of left a little teaser out there for everybody. We're, uh, we've been talking about the polls for uh, the president and uh, uh, his challenger, Joe Biden. So uh, we're talking about some polls there, and uh, you and I had agreed we were going to make a uh, make our election predictions at some point. Uh, you messaged me the other day and told me you were ready to make yours. So uh, I think uh, our audience is waiting. I know I'm certainly waiting uh, to hear this, uh, to hear what you have to say. Uh, I am not ready to make a prediction yet, uh, I know. but uh, you go right ahead and I know. get yours out there. Well, my, my, all, my, yours. all my conservative friends will be very disappointed what I have to say, but uh, Joe Biden, Coma Joe wins the election. Um, I have my own thoughts on this that I'll keep to myself. Um, but uh, in this environment, I, I can't see him losing. Um, I believe, I, I know that, you know, we yeah, you like polls and in normal elections, and I'm not, you know, don't take this the wrong way. In normal elections, the polls have, you know, very, very good meaning. But I think in this election, because of the mail-in voting and uh, everything, I, I, I think uh, everything is out the window. I think you can't trust anything. And I think I uh, just, uh, we're going to have new president. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe Joe Biden will be next president. I don't know how long he'll be president. I think eventually before the four years are up, uh, Kamala Harris will be the president. But uh, I believe Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States by next year. Do you, do you have any Do you have any numbers you want to throw at us, or are you just gonna Are you just gonna lay it out there and just say? I'll lay it out big, there. Is it going to be a big win? Is it going to be close? Or is it going to be a big win? I mean, well, do you have it, any, it uh... will be. It, it's not going to be a. It's going to be. All the numbers will be messed up. Somehow, in the end, he will be chosen. And I say that now. Now, listen to my words. He will be chosen as president. He will be the next president. He will be chosen president. Can't t tell you about numbers. I think that all the numbers are going to be messed up. I believe both parties, I believe both men will declare themselves president. But in the end, it will be Joe Biden. He will be chosen. And that's all I'll, I'll say because uh, eh, if I, you know, it's just a lot of personal stuff. But Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. And you can, well, all right. you know, that that's my opinion. You know, there's only two people, so I got a 50% chance of winning any of which, you know, but I believe at this point that that's where we're at. Um, okay. Yeah. Just uh, all my conservative friends out there, don't hate me. Still go out and vote. 
I'm going to go out and vote for the president on election day. Everybody should go out and vote. Vote, vote, vote. That's a constitutional right. It's in the Constitution. In the Constitution. And we should do it. So, um, we're in the final thoughts, uh, you know, uh, part of the show. Our final thoughts. Um, of course, that was kind of my final thought. But I know you, uh, Mark Hatfield, um, you have some thoughts, and uh, this is a time, it's kind of the what's your beef segment, final thought segment. So, you have the floor, my friend. Well, I appreciate that, Tank, and uh, I just wanted to say, give you a quick thank you. Uh, I thought we've had a pretty good show today, I enjoyed the the back and forth. Uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, my my final thoughts uh, this week uh, actually takes me back to a couple weeks ago. Uh, as you know, we always encourage uh, feedback. We always encourage comments. Uh, if people want to send us an email to tankinhatfield at gmail.com or if people want to reach out to us individually, uh, whether it be a uh, private message uh, or text us or whatever, you know, we, we always try to uh, accommodate and discuss that. Uh, Frank, we live in a, we live in a time where, you know, everything is so uh, polarized and people get, uh, seems to be more easily offended by stuff than, uh, than they used to. You know, it's kind of hard to uh, have a sense, you know, a lot of people don't have a sense of humor about things or a lot of people have a difficult time, uh, accepting somebody else's opinion. Uh, that actually happened uh, to me a couple weeks ago. Uh, I know we didn't have a show last week. I was going to address it last week, but uh, since we didn't have a show, I'm going to address it today. Uh, folks, uh, my comments and opinions are just that. They're my comments and opinions. And I don't, I don't say things to be mean to anybody. I don't say things to intentionally hurt anybody. Uh, I just get my thoughts and opinions out there like everybody, like you yourself have your thoughts and opinions. Uh, so I did receive a little feedback, and uh, strangely enough, I didn't even know the person. I couldn't even trace down how the person even found me, other than they must have just ran across the podcast on one of the platform and uh, listened to it, I guess. I, I don't uh, the know. 12, up on Facebook. I would like to say yeah. the 12 <laughs> platforms we have. Right, and we're soon going to be moving. Uh, we're actually going to be on Amazon Podcast here shortly. I'm just waiting on the confirmation from them, but we will be on Amazon Podcast as well. So put that in your little uh, pipe and smoke it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I received a, a direct message. It was through Facebook, uh, kind of me, uh, and all it said was it was from a it was from a person named Anthony M. He didn't it didn't have a last name. Just had an initial Anthony M. Uh, there, there wasn't a picture. It was just a, you know, just had like a, pretty much like a background picture type type thing for the profile, whatever. And uh, he first started out saying how he listened to the podcast, uh, and he quickly went into a stretch where he just uh, talked about how much he didn't like the podcast, and in particular how much he didn't like me. Uh, he called me a lot of a, uh, <laughs> a lot of different names. Uh, you know, he you know told me I sounded like an uneducated hillbilly. I heard that uh, uneducated redneck. Uh, 
I got called a, uh, well, no, I better not say that. I better not, I won't go into, anyways, he, he used some, uh, some language I'm not going to use on the, I'm not going to use on the podcast, uh, to describe what he thought about me and, uh, what I could do, what I could do with my, with my opinions. So when I went back to the point, I was, you know, after reading it a couple times and, and laughing a little bit, I was like, well, I go, let me give him a little quick response and just be take the higher ground on it because I'm not going to get go back and forth with him over it. So uh, I went to respond to him. And by the time I even went to respond to him, he already had me blocked, so I couldn't even respond to him. So that was a little disappointing. But anyways, uh, Anthony M., if you happen to, to uh, just tune into the podcast again and, and you hear and you hear me talking to you, like I said, I, the only thing I'm, I'm going to say to you is uh, I wish several years ago that your parents would have practiced some social distancing uh, because <laughs> had they practiced oh! social distancing, then I would not have to had to uh, have dealt with that. And anytime that you would like to discuss anything on an intelligent level with this uneducated hillbilly, I'll be more than happy to engage you in a little conversation because I might surprise you. I actually know a little bit about some things. So <laughs> uh, a lot of people have, a lot of people have uh, crossed, a lot of people have, have come at me and uh, had uh, many, uh, many argument with me and many, uh, you know, discussion. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty good at this rebel combat thing, man. So <laughs> you don't really want to, you don't really, you don't really want to get me riled up because uh, I, I can make you feel pretty small in a, in a matter of minutes. So, but anyways, you know, it's all good fun. I got your, got your take on it. Uh, you definitely don't like me very much. That's okay. You're not the only person that's never liked me. So, but anyways, uh, if you, if you're listening to it, I hope you have a great, hope you have a great, uh, rest of your week. And, uh, that's pretty much my final thought for the day. Other than, again, we still encourage comments and everything. So, if, uh, if y'all want to do it, uh, go ahead and hit us up at tankinghatfield at gmail.com. Or also, if you want to reach out on Facebook uh, or our uh, Tank and Hatfield uh, show page, you can do that as well. Or you can send us private messages. Uh, we do, honestly, uh, truly, we do look at all of them and we, and we try to talk to, we try to respond and and, uh, and get back to everybody. So uh, that's my final thought uh, for the day. I'll turn it over to you, Tank. Okay, hey, hey, uh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'm out of line here. You got to understand we're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, as the podcast gets bigger and bigger, there's going to be a lot of negativity. Stuff happens. Um, Anthony, that's his name. That's what he said. That's what it said, yeah. Okay, Anthony, hey. You got a great opportunity here, buddy. I don't know where you live. Come up to Michigan. I'm going to give you a free jiu-jitsu lesson. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I charge for uh, grappling and uh, uh, lessons. But uh, I'm I'm happy to give you a free one. And, uh, you know, if you, you want to come up, come on up. And, uh, you know. Hey, gra- uh, grappling jujitsu is a great form of self-defense, 
and I can teach you how to defend yourself. And uh, I'll give you a free lesson, and uh, we'll see how you do. But uh, anyways, I, I don't really have anything to say. Um, I thought it was a pretty good show today. You know, we'll have more stuff tomorrow, or I mean next week on our show. And, uh, you know, that's all I got. Things are moving fast. The election's coming up. And, uh, you know, we'll see how everything goes. Um, you know, other than that, I guess we'll sign off today. And, uh, you know, you, you got any, any, anything you want to say there, Mark? No, man, like I said, I, you know, just encourage people to, uh, to contact us. I uh, hope everybody's enjoying the podcast. Uh, not always, you know, it was good to get back on the get back on the horse here and, and do a show uh, this week. I, I miss it when we don't do it. You know, it, it kind of yeah, feels like, know. you know it's a it's a big gap. It's, tough. it's a big gap. Like when we don't do it, it almost seems like you know we haven't been on the yeah, air. We haven't talked for a month or something. But you know, life life happens sometimes, and we have to we have to adjust our plans and and uh, you know uh, make make adjustments. So that's what we did. So that's why. Uh, so we didn't have a show last week, but it's always a pleasure, Tank. Uh, and I'm sure uh, we'll discuss some things later this week and, and get things ready for next Monday. Yep. Okay. We'll be on next Monday. Until then, he's Mark Hatfield. I'm Frank the Tank Layman. Bye. <laughs>